Hey there, this is the Let's Make It Awkward podcast, where we unpack all those awkward in-between moments of being a young adult. So tune in to hear from the dynamic besties as we unpack everything you've probably been thinking about and more. Enjoy! to let's make it awkward where we're talking about identity oh baby (laughs) 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 oh some fun fun, um responses yes call and response (laughs) (laughs) and we're back (laughs) lady left us for two months yeah that's right feels like it that's what five days feels like in quarantine (laughs) (laughs) so which really put a lot into perspective for some of us (laughs) Lexi. <laughs> I said I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> sorry, can't so say. in 14 years, Lexi was gone for a whole year. Probably. Yeah, Longer. I feel like that's fair. Yeah. I give some credit. Okay. Four okay. months, four months to a year. Eight months. We can double, double it. it. It feels good. Okay. I was gone for a week and that yeah, that felt like two months. <laughs> 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 had an amazing trip. Me too. Want to give like a quick and dirty real quick about it? Highlights? Oh, you know I can't do anything too fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Where's the sound board when we need it? <laughs> let's make it awkward. <laughs> um, I had such a good time. My family and I, we went to Sedona, Arizona. And it was my first time going to Arizona, so I get to check another state off of the list, which is always fun. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we just did a lot of hiking, kind of recentering, I think, in a lot of ways. I was really just a third wheel to my parents and then a fifth wheel to my parents and my older sister and her boyfriend. And I deeply enjoyed it. It was so fun. So actually, you were the star, and they were all your fans That's, following you along. I would say so. I was quite the North Star. You're the main sense. character. What can I say? Ooh, we love main <laughs> character energy. Yeah, it was really fun, though. I think it was nice to escape from the world for a little bit and like not be on my phone very often. I turned it on airplane mode the majority of the time and just didn't have to think about work, which was a nice break. That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week to hear about how the transition back <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm feeling real good, but I can already, I think that's the hard part is that I'm like, it's still, like, I still haven't gone back to work for the week yet, and yet I can already feel myself being like, I should start to make a to-do list, because I can think of things mm-hmm. that are, like, rolling around in my brain that I need to start on for tomorrow, Ugh. which oh, is not, not no, it's not, it it's not time yet. <laughs> that's what I keep on saying. I'm like, no, we're not going to do that because, like, that's mm-hmm. not good. But then sometimes I do think, for me, like, writing something down just, like, allows it to escape my yeah. brain. Yeah. That makes sense. But. Did your chest tighten for what work week you have? Because <laughs> mine did. <laughs> I know. I was like, um, can't breathe. <laughs> chest hurts. Yeah. Chest breath. But we're not here to talk about work worries. No, we are not. We have to start off, though, and talk about how spicy we're feeling. And I think you should kick us off after you give us that lovely I'll synopsis. just continue, shall I? Um, let's see. I'm feeling, 
I think what's been really nice, honestly, if you're ever trying to plan a trip and you have a week, you should leave on a Saturday and come back on a Friday because Mm -hmm. then you have the entire weekend still before you go back to work um, or school or whatever you have going on. Thinking about I'm coming back on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Although Saturday not on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like, Lexi is about to leave for a trip. <laughs> Didn't do any of these things. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good. I think it was nice to, like, have had the break, like I talked about, but then also come back, and we all hung out last night. Just, what a time to be had, per usual. Oh my goodness. Um, and, but, like, still have a little bit of time to rest and relax for today go grocery shopping, cook a little bit, just set myself up for success. I would say that I'm feeling, like, spicy. Like, no more, no less. Mm. Okay, who do you want to talk to? Oh, the powers <laughs> in my head. Chelsea? I am feeling medium spicy because did the most this weekend, but I loved every second of it. I got to see my mom and... Now with my mom and my sister, um, see some friends I haven't seen in a while, and eat some great food. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to cook for myself anymore, because <laughs> I'm just dreaming about all the food that we ate this weekend. So that's why I'm medium spicy. Sounds like a really great weekend. So maybe I should be spicy. <laughs> I'm questioning everything. <laughs> really fitting for today's topic. So before we get to it... An omen. An omen. <laughs> it's my turn. Mm-hmm. Alexis, how I, are we feeling? This is... Lainey <laughs> <laughs> has been on... Margaret? <laughs> she, she's about to get the energy good. My antennas have been up. I have been slacking in my game since I've been back. But Lainey has been dating me since we went to Austin. And I am working my way back up to where we used to be, where I wouldn't take the bait. She just tried it, y'all. She just tried it. You're, getting, okay. you're getting closer and closer to that reflex. Yes. We're, we'll be there. We'll yeah. be there. Game recognizes game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm supposed to be super spicy. Supposed to be. <laughs> supposed to be. But I feel, you know. Why wouldn't you be? Because <laughs> I don't want to be. <laughs> sometimes in situations like this when things seem to be going well in my mm-hmm. life is I'm like let's not get too excited for sure because we don't want to, to then be excited <laughs> yeah because then like we know what it feels like to be excited but we're like we're just gonna keep it really chill yeah. like it's not that big of a deal yeah. nothing huge is happening yeah so clearly nothing huge is happening <laughs> right now 
you're listening, nothing. 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 <laughs> Don't ask her about big, exciting things. No, okay? Because her life is ketchup. That's right. <laughs> We're chilling. We're in JA chilling. But yes, um, feeling good. Anyway. It's just all the giggles. I think that's what I love about all of this. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll let you know mm-hmm. what the big news is. We should definitely go back to different times on the podcast where oh. we've hinted at things and later on be like, that's what we were talking about. Oh, oh like okay. uh, behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, what what was going curtain. on? And I honestly give y'all more props because I feel like you've been really good about bringing in, like, things that are happening in your life into this. And it, I just think that everything in my body won't let me do that. It's like that person who, um, you know, there's, like, movies where they can't tell a lie or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. like, you. No, well, that's where, that's where his <laughs> nose grows. But, which, valid. Ellen Enchanted. <laughs> She was told to anything she was told she had to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Keep on going. Charles, this is classic Charles. Like, throwing in I, words to fill the blank. She tries to finish sentences. Is he my big fat liar or something like that? Which one's the one that's blue? I'm blue. That yeah, that's big fat liar. Yeah, where they can't tell a lie, right? Or he can only tell a lie. Oh, this is a different Disney movie. Okay, either way, I feel like <laughs> if I tried to say it, my body literally wouldn't let me tell anybody mm-hmm. why I'm excited. I think that you don't need to, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's so new, so fresh. There's no reason to share things. We're talking about the lettuce in my refrigerator. That's right. (laughs) The tomatoes that you are. That's exactly right. I did pick up my CSA box this week. (laughs) Anyway, so that's, that's, that's all, folks. (laughs) No, but I was feeling like that uh, the last time where I was like, I'm realizing that when I am answering the spicy meter, I'm just thinking about my current state. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not thinking about all of the things that I bring into it, you know? I only ever think of my current state. <laughs> That's just a constant yeah. state for you. I'm like, do you remember? Could you tell me what happened to me last week? I don't know. This is all of us just buying time before we jump into the conversation. Like, how long can we avoid making this happen? So let's make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> make it awkward. Our specialty. <laughs> there it is. She has arrived. <laughs> the, the awkward pause. <laughs> On this episode, we're kind of following up from our last, where we're talking about what identity means to us and how identities are changing and how that's kind of showing up in our lives. But we wanted to go a little more in depth this time. Um, talking about what? Well, we talked about what identity means to us. Yeah. And I think more than anyone, Chels definitely touched on some crises that exist within our universe mm-hmm. currently and in the past. Um, but that's a really important part of figuring out your identity is that like it's not just a, a stagnant thing. It's not like you're born with something in nature and nurture. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're born with your identity and then you die with that same one, things change. Mm-hmm. And in order for things to change, sometimes big old ripples have to happen. And those, that, my friends, is called an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> no, I think it is. It's super important. And this is that everybody wants to get to the to the social media side of things where you're like, good vibes only. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, 
we started from the bottom. Now we're here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we talked about the, the questions that you start asking yourselves. And when you start asking those questions, you start feeling all the feels. And you're in this middle ground a lot longer than you are on either side of it. Yep. And so it is important for us. To, to talk about what that looks like for all of us because when we say existential crisis I'm sure everybody who's listening has a different reaction to that some people have probably been like woo relatable other mm. people have been like dramatic like <laughs> you know like what could be going on in you all's lives like don't you have it all together you mm-hmm. all have jobs you all have families who support you all this mm-hmm. stuff but like what we talked about there's so many parts of somebody that aren't visible all the time that like they're processing so much more and we could be super cliche like you never know what somebody's going through but it's like we kind of want to pick up that rock a little bit and show you all like how we go through those things and what what that process looks like for us how we support each other through it um and just what we need to ultimately get to the other side because we really can't celebrate who you are until you celebrate where you've been. Mm -hmm. And part of that process is being able to tell people where you've been. Like that's the whole point of the journey. That's why we love hearing about trips, right? Mm Because like Lainey's in front of us, but we want to hear about how Lainey got here. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about, I think first, just what, what, what we're like when we're in an identity crisis or when yeah. we're just in a, in an existential crisis, like how does that look like for us? Who's going to, I want to start. <laughs> I think you should start jobs. Okay. Um, well, I feel like I touched on a lot of things that I have been feeling in terms of my identity with like religion, with, um, what race, how I identify, like who I want to be and who I'm becoming all of those things and I feel like a couple weeks ago when we recorded the podcast I was kind of more on the like beginning stages of it where I'm like in full-on crisis management mode and I'm like talking about it all the time researching it all the time like really like diving yourself into it yes full self everything is dedicated to this like have no time to focus on anything else And I'm really thankful for my therapist who finally was like, you are going to burn yourself out. You need to stop and slow down. Mm -hmm. And so now I feel like I'm more in the middle of it where I'm like slowing down. I feel like I've kind of gone quiet in some ways because I'm like not constantly bringing it up and not constantly like going out of my way to find resources or like listen to other people who are going through similar things it's more like I'm slowing down and taking in information as it comes and like having conversations about what I'm processing as they come which is nice it's a very big difference from like throwing yourself into something because you feel like you have to have all the answers and now I feel like I can sit back and kind of enjoy this stage of the process of like I don't have to have all the answers but I can Mm. feel myself becoming like a better more free more happy version of myself and so I'm like no longer trying to like push my way through and like fight my way through to get to the other side where I'm on the highlight reel and I can be like this is where I'm at but now I'm like yeah, this this is where I'm at, and I'm happy being here. What do you think makes you happy to be here versus before where you couldn't be content? I think a lot of it is, like, I'm doing this work. Like, I, I've 
done the hard part where I realized <laughs> that something in my life needed to change and I like pushed myself out of my comfort zone to start figuring out those things and now I feel like I can appreciate the fact that I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm human and I don't always know what I'm doing and I get to I think also I get to meet other people along the way who are like in the process with me or in various stages of their like identity crisis and that's just been really cool in a new way to connect with people who are like experiencing similar things and want to have conversations like that. Is it energizing or exhausting to have those conversations? I think it's energizing and I feel like I used to have conversations about like, I just am thinking about when I was involved in a ministry and had to have conversations mm. about, like, my testimony or was, like, mm. always kind of pushing change onto someone. Mm. Like, you, I think I don't have an agenda now. Like, when I mm. relate to people and I interact and, like, form relationships with people, there's no agenda. And, like, I that is just so liberating, I think, because I don't have to, like, feel like I have to be this certain person and I don't have to feel like I'm trying to change the people around me like I just get to appreciate people for where they're at and what they have to offer and I I think that's that (laughs) (laughs) I lost my train of thought no I think that that initial stage that you're talking about where it's easy to burn out of it is so tiring because I'm quite the researcher. I do like, I don't like the limbo or the unknown stage. And so I so quickly try and get out of it by just like figuring out what the next step is. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just like the next step of this confusing time. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> we didn't I don't actually know. leave the destination, we didn't. but we felt movement. Yeah. yeah. But I like, that's really important to me. But I think that it can feel really tiring when you don't know where you're going and you're trying to get all of the answers. And so, like, you're listening to podcasts, you're reading articles or, like, looking things up to just be feeling like you're drinking out of a water or a fire hydrant and being Mm -hmm. like, this is information overload right now. Mm -hmm. And it's important to take that step. It's only when you take that step back and be like, just who am I? Like, now I have all the information. Sure. I can step back and then like reevaluate and figure out what applies to me and what doesn't. And then now you're able to go into conversations and be like, hello, this is who I am. Yeah. I don't have to put on a fake front. Yeah. That's exhausting. Yeah. That makes sense. I feel like at the beginning it was like, you're just trying to figure it out. Like why, what's happening? Why is this happening to me? Why am I all of a sudden thinking about all these things? And now it's like, you get to interact with all these things that you're learning and experiencing, but not in a way of, like, I don't even know, like, the intense pressure to make it through, because it's, like, just be on the, be in the process. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, because, like, we're a part of all of our, li- like, each other's lives, and, I, like, I never felt felt exhausted mm-hmm. when you were going through it. Yeah. Which is not to say that you wouldn't, but, like, just so you know, there wasn't anything that was being placed upon me that was like, and now all of my energy has to be sucked from you. Yeah. So I don't know where you were getting that energy from, but you were getting it from somewhere. 
and it wasn't just from the people around you. That makes sense. I feel like your your existential crisis doesn't have to take all of your time, all of your energy, everything out of you and the people around you. It can, which I, I think I'm still learning that because there's still a part <laughs> of me that wants to just sprint to the other side, but I'm more and more appreciating the middle. The journey. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. I am so which cliche. Is, which is so funny. No. was just telling us about all the fantastic people she met on her trip. Like, it really is. You just, you have to be in it to realize that part of it, you mm-hmm. know? Because then you're like, whose destination, you know? But, you know, we are. We're all intertwined in each other's lives, and we get to see front row of this. And mm-hmm. we all process things very differently. So, lady, uh, Tell us what what that means to you. What do, what do you look like when you're in an existential crisis? Air quotes around that. Hmm. Yes, definitely air quotes <laughs> around it. Um, I was saying earlier that I don't think that I can pinpoint one crisis that I've gone through because I just am not a girl that goes through a crisis. Mm-hmm. I'm very gradual, very incremental. And I think part of why... Maybe I saw within you the, like, lack of energy taking from me. It's because I have been in situations where, like, people have gone through things and, like, leaned on me heavily. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I've woken up and been like, well, I just have nothing to give to myself. I have nothing to give to anyone else. Yeah. That's so deep. Like, <laughs> especially as you make space for yourself, which I'm excited right. to hear you talk That's about. Right. So I'm jumping again a little bit, but I just, you said something that made me feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. I had to say something. I know, same, because I feel like a part of your growth process has been like, is that? Yes. Setting boundaries, taking care of yourself. I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but I'm just so proud. <laughs> I have my... Tell us more. It's like, a, it's like story, story time. time. Um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, boundaries is the name of the game with everything that we talk about, and we can go into that in a future episode, I'm sure. But um, I think for me, I am not very willing to place what I'm going through on other people, mm-hmm. even though I'm very willing to be there for people. And so like, I don't know where that disconnect is. But I do sometimes feel like I don't want to have to, like, overload someone with my experiences because it's mine, I think, is, like, partly what it is. But more and more, I keep on learning how helpful it is to verbally process and not just to myself on a walk, but to (laughs) a human being who knows me very well and can hold me accountable and ask the tough questions, but also, like, really be there and support me and, like, lift me up when I'm down. Um. And so I think it's easy for me when I go through an existential crisis to just get in my mind mm-hmm. and just to like be constantly thinking and having all of the questions like worrying around, but also at the same time looking like stone cold on the outside yeah. and being like, everything's fine. Nothing's going on. Yeah. And from an outsider perspective, it's like polar opposites between the two of y'all. Because mm-hmm. as a third party who often disappears for a significant <laughs> What happens is I come back and I hear the stories. And the stories are like, 
ah, oh, yeah, I worked out. Uh, I worked from home with Chelsea one day. She cried a couple times. <laughs> a coffee a pot bad. broke. A coffee pot broke. Trips were had. She's upset. We're crying now. And it's like, oh my gosh. And Chelsea's just like sitting there being like, but it was necessary. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then there's Lady who does this thing. Because we do. We see each other all the time. And you'll see each other for like consistently for a month. We'll kind of keep it, you know, chatty. We're on the move. <laughs> and then a week later, she's like, yeah, last week, rough. I might have cried in the car by myself like four or five times. I had the worst work week ever. I was so stressed. And you're like, I did see you on Tuesday, correct? You're like, I did. And then me and Chelsea get in the car. I'm like, did you know I and it's nope. always after the match. Mm. And so I do think we have, like, talking about let's make it awkward. It's like, how do we? Yeah. How do you, you know, be in the middle of it all? But I think we have to, like, visualize what it feels like. And am I wrong? No, you were right. <laughs> Which is always so, we get in the car and I'm like, I wasn't there for her. I didn't show up for her. And I'm like, oh, so stressed because you, you, like, internalize, or, like, you process Say it. internally. Yeah. Internalize sometimes. <laughs> And then, roaster. <laughs> oh, put me on a stoke. <laughs> but then Lainey will be like, isn't it so nice that you and I just take turns having rough weeks? And I'm like, do we take turns? Because <laughs> she'll be like, yeah, you were so supportive of me last week when I said my day wasn't great. And I'm like, I said, I'm sorry. Are you okay? And then I probably went off on a tangent on things that I'm like, Oh, we're learning this, this, and this. You want to talk about that? And she's like, yeah, let's talk about it. And then a week later, she's like, yeah, that day that we talked about this thing, <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> on the inside. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, all that you say is true. I have no qualms agreeing. Um, qualms. <laughs> wow. Word of the day. Um, but I think... And it's true, like, I think that that's one of my, like, the thing that I don't want to happen is for people to feel like they haven't been there for me. But, like, how could you be there for me if I'm not inviting you? We, we, Lexi and I talked about this. Like, how, if, if people don't know what you're going through, it's not on them to have not been there for you. And so, like, I never have resentment or, like, angry at someone who wasn't there for me when I haven't explained myself, ever. Because I'm like, I know that I can hold my cards quite close to the chest and that's something that I'm consistently working on and growing into Mm -hmm. but it's not an easy thing to just change and flip the switch and I think like again playing on to the like I'm a gradual girl Mm -hmm. like it just takes me a lot of time and I think too which again we were talking about this earlier like I'm the kind of person who I need to talk it out to someone who can see what I'm actually going through because I do get so far up in my head that I'm like, I don't even know what I'm feeling anymore. Like Mm. I know what I'm thinking, but I have no idea what emotions are going through. Mm. And so like there are moments where I just feel like lost Yeah, in the sauce. That is so Mm -hmm. interesting. And I think this is this, I I do hope, you know, everybody kind of resonates with some person, whether Mm -hmm. it's the incremental slow burn, but also like the water is starting to boil. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, you still, you could put it on simmer, but, like, it's still increasing. It comes to a point. Exactly. Versus, like, 
we popped her in the microwave, gave her 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> she is hot! <laughs> like, we burned ourselves trying to take the mug out of her. You yeah. know what I mean? But, like, ultimately still making the same cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Just, like, different methods to get there. Um, but it is really interesting because there's a part of it that is trying to figure out how you support your friends in all of this. And I remember having an epiphany when, like, a lot of people often ask for my advice and I am, like, the worst person to ask for it because I give very generic, like, do whatever you feel comfortable, like, trust yourself, like, all that. I will never tell somebody what to do. Yeah. And if I catch myself doing that, I'm like, I've said too much. Like, I've put my opinion into it. But I was talking to Olivia and she was saying, she's like, you're so annoying when you do that. Like, if I'm asking you what your thoughts are, like, I want your thoughts. I value and I'm like, your opinion. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so interesting because I see that as responsibility. Because then if you go do what I said and it didn't work out for you, then I'm like, dang, you could blame me. And she's like, that is not, not what was her going- choice to take your opinion. That's exactly what yeah. she's saying. So she's like, uh, excuse you. No. And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, but that is a liability. <laughs> 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 but it, it makes you kind of think like when you have somebody's slow burn hot you know hot boil like how you also process your own information to try and show up for them that maybe that's exactly what Lainey needs you know and it's mm-hmm. you try not to overthink it but it's it's not an easy thing to show up for people and I would argue you literally have an EMS degree in <laughs> crisis management <laughs> like I don't think it's something that brings you joy per se but like when they like so desperately just like want someone to sit with like I I don't because I'm the same way where I'm like I don't I love giving unsolicited advice like I'm very good at it yeah and it's rarely helpful (laughs) I would say um we're talking about effective strategies (laughs) yeah don't take this advice okay um (laughs) there it is there it is um and so that's where I think like I'm such a listener which is why I think I can be of help Mm -hmm. because I'm very happy to just like sit there and have you guys rant. So you're, oh, go ahead. Well, I was say, I think so often, like we think that showing up for people is like giving them all the answers Mm -hmm. and solving their problems. But like, I think people that have shown up best for me have just shown up and sat with me in it. Yep. And whatever I was going through, didn't try to fix it for me. Cause I'm like, how am I going to grow if you're just coming in and fixing everything for me? Like, I just kind of need people around me who are willing to step up. Yeah. And just be. And not even, like, get in it with me. Like, you don't have to get in my mess, but just, like, walk on the edge of the water that I'm drowning in for a couple of minutes. Just, like, like watch and make sure that I'm still there. Are we a floaty ever so often? And, like, some snacks? But definitely a snack. Yeah, always a snack. So then, what's your slow burn right now? What's the things that you're trying to process through right now? Um, quite a few things, mm-hmm. I would say. It is one of those things where I'm like, I don't go through existential crises, but then when I start to talk it out, I'm like, oh, everything in my life I would like to change. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the debrief conversation before this, where I was like, I was like, so what's everybody's existential crisis? It's like, I have one. And I was like, no, nothing in life that's like uncertain or confusing or it doesn't have a clear not path. At all. Not at all. <laughs> Yeah. Crystal clear over here. <laughs> Crystal. 
Um, I mean, I think, and this is what I was saying, is that I have a hard time talking about it when I have no idea what is going on. Mm -hmm. So, like, I almost can't even put into words what my crisis is because I'm like, if I start, I feel like I'll unravel. Mm. I think it's hard because we're in this stage of life now where it's just the rest of it. And we so often had like, you finish high school and then you finish college and then you get a job and then they don't really give you a guide after that. There's no manual. So cue, let's make it awkward. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, and so I think that's part of what I'm trying to figure out is like, what does my life look like? Which mm-hmm. is like an overwhelming question, mm-hmm. but it's one that I'm like, what does my career trajectory look like? Where am I going to live? What do my relationships look like with people? Like just all of these things that I think I'm going through. And so the two that are the biggest are like my location and my job. And having been in a place and in a job for almost two years now, and they're not being a whole lot of growth there either. Um, I think it just starts to get in my mind about like, what do I want to do next? Mm-hmm. And how do you figure that out unless you just like go and do, but that's not the way that I approach my life. Like I'm such a cautious human being. I like to know what all of the missteps could be so I can avoid them. And yet that's not possible all of the time. And so I think the crisis that I'm entering into is like, I'm about to have to do something that is just so unlaney. And like, how do I, like, that's the identity crisis is like, if I'm just jumping into something without looking, what happens when I get there? Yeah. But I think that that also plays into the fact where it's like, that's an aspect to my identity. Like, that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that, like, people meet me and they're like, oh, you're a girl that looks at her steps one at a time. Like, it's like all of these other things that I am. So, like, why wouldn't I be that if I just diverted that path really quick and, like, sprung into a new kind of a lane? Like, going into a different lane? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Instagram (laughs) captions. Switching lanes, baby. That's right. Call me Margaret. (laughs) Call me Margaret. Marge. I do love a Marge. But I feel like some of some of the biggest growth comes from switching lanes. Mm-hmm. Like this could be maybe that. Like maybe that's the identity crisis. Is like you do this and then then you get to the reevaluate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which sounds so fun coming from <laughs> someone who's like, I made it out of the tears part. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, do it. Yeah, I think. And I think that's the hard thing is that I'm not like, it doesn't sound fun. That's not what I think. I just, part of me is like, I am currently having fun. Mm, You know, like, it's not as though I would do, I'm doing something because I'm unhappy. I don't think that that's a good reason to do something always. Or I I think it's a good reason to do something, but you don't always end up where you want to be in that Mm. situation. So I'm definitely trying to like make moves before I get to a point where I'm doing something out of necessity, you know? Um, But I think that that's the thing that scares me too, is that it's like having the identity crisis and then going someplace, doing something new and just 
finding myself in a new little world of a crisis, you know? And then, like, mm-hmm. not being around my people or, like, not being in a space where I'm, like, able to be comfortable to focus on the crisis yeah. at hand. But, I mean, what is life if comfortable, if not comfortable? <laughs> so... Well, folks, that's all we have for today's episode. Oh, is it? All the time we have. But I think it's important to have this third perspective because it's a very unique one. I tell people, don't follow my playbook. (laughs) (laughs) Like the hardest track to go. I I would say it it would be silly of people to try and follow the playbook because it's not them. For for sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm down to ask questions. Yeah, I think, you know, the question is, what do we look like when we're going through them? And I think, you know, the listeners could probably garner <laughs> from from this, this and it, yeah, <laughs> that nobody knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm such an internal processor. It's ridiculous. I think I'm actually learning, like, I don't need to verbally process it with anybody. Yeah. That doesn't mean I shouldn't because I value the people around me. But that's the thing. That's, I think, what we've been trying to kind of be like. We're in the similar boat, but a little bit different because it actually doesn't bring me anything to process it with someone else. It's actually quite overwhelming to process it with somebody else. If mm-hmm. someone was like, sat me down and was like, no, let's talk about this. I'm like, I just, I have nothing to, I would be so performative mm-hmm. because I would just be telling you what I think you want to hear from me, but I just haven't thought about it myself. But I know that a lot of people want to be a part of my life in that way. And that's, if that's how they show up best for me, or if that's what they can give, then I have to give them opportunities to do that. Um, and that's not necessarily to my detriment. Like, I think it's it's actually a healthier boundary to have to be like, ah, like, let people show up for you. Um, I'm trying to think. I think for me, in stillness comes revelation. Mm-hmm. And I heard Stephen Colbert talk about that with Oprah on Super Soul Sunday. And, like, years ago. And so for me, cue a crisis, I go straight to the quiet. And so, because I'm like, just, just burn it all out. Like, just get it all out. We need to have complete silence. And I genuinely think, like, I'm sure I think about this when I sleep, which is why I don't dream. Because I'll just wake up and just know what I'm doing. Mm. Or, like, I'll just know. It'll just come to me being like, this is what we're saying. Like, this is how we feel. And it just resonates. Um, And I think it's because I work so hard to cultivate that silence and that quiet. And then we know I'm a nine. So, like, my intuition is just, like, clear as day of, like, it doesn't always have a destination to it. I think that I let go a long time ago because I put so – I had destinations that I thought were mine. But then when I unpacked them, they were, like, somebody else's version Mm -hmm. of that. Like, I had – you know, I feel like the biggest identity crisis or the biggest, like, hurdle to overcome was when I transferred. And it was, like, just completely letting go of something I thought was mine that I wanted. And it was, like, that was not for me. It was never going to serve me. And just that pivoted my whole life to the point where I'm, like, no, no, I trust myself. When I know I'm not doing something, like, I'm not doing it. Um, so, but how that looks, I annually go on, like, what I quarter life crisis runs where mm-hmm. like I get overwhelmed by something and I just go running until I don't feel overwhelmed anymore. And so it usually happens like wee hours in the night. Um, I don't think it happened in, oh no, it didn't happen in Burlington. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's happened here. Um, just cause I think 
COVID, I don't think anybody really knows how they're feeling. Yeah. I don't really trust anybody. Which is why I'm looking forward to reading books about my life in 20 years. That's to right. To be like, oh, that's, that's what I was experiencing. Yeah. Like, you just, <laughs> I just don't trust anybody has the We've never gone through this before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I'm not well, but there's no space to not be well. Yeah. Um, also, what is wellness mm-hmm. during all of this? And like, we have just seen so much happen. Um, this is not normal. But we have to be as normal as possible. And that type of, like, disassociation and this is getting deep. But, you know, how, how do you come out of that? Or what, what is what comes out of that? What do you do with that? Yep. Um, but I do think I'm just such an internal person. Um, and I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know if I come out, like, later and say, like, you know, how you're like, I had a really crappy week last week. And you're like, what? I didn't know. I don't even know if I do that. No, I feel like it comes out in... Like conversations later when you like when we have discussions or things and you're like oh I learned like this is like it comes out in advice sometimes I think or just like in general statements but it's never like a pinpoint of like this is where it came from Mm -hmm. it's just like I know this now (laughs) or even like I guess as an example but this isn't true because you've talked about transferring and all of that. But like when you're talking about something that you have experienced and you're just like, yeah, like when I transferred and I just completely realized that I was living a life um, that was not mine. Yeah. And then it's like, that was (laughs) a lot that you just said that I now, but you're moving on to other things. Yeah. I think almost like not allowing us to ask questions about it and unpack yeah. it. Yeah. I feel like by the time it gets to us, it's so casual mm. that it's, like, you don't even think to, like, or at least I don't even think to question it further versus I know when I bring out things like this, I'm like, crisis! <laughs> oh, put the, it back in the suitcase! Who has the fire extinguisher? <laughs> yeah. Is it hot in here? Because I'm hot in here. <laughs> Are you guys crying? I'm sweating. <laughs> Yeah, because I've already processed through the whole thing. And, you know, again, it is, and I've told both of you this, I'm like, I think the things you're going through are a lot more relatable than I think some of the extreme things, because I just know there are aspects of my life that are very extreme, and the way that I've coped with it isn't what I think most people should apply to their day-to-day life, because it's really tailored to me. And so, but I think y'all have a more common experience and that sounds now terrible coming out of my <laughs> mouth, which I don't know how to backtrack, so we're gonna try and save it right here. But I do think and I tell her, like we we both tell her, like, blog about this. People have yeah. told you before. Like, I'm not getting the like, let's see relatable content. I'm sustaining myself and have great coping mechanisms and loving <laughs> by myself and don't need anybody else. But I think for me when I do look back and I d- don't communicate this to people which I'm, I'm trying to be better, but it's like, for me, the best thing is to just be in space with folks. And mm-hmm. I think that's why I have such a plethora of friend groups, because it's like, I don't need any of these friend groups to service my emotional, like, backbone or like my emotional cushion per se. I just need you all to be fun, just consistently be fun, because that's going to help me move through those things. But you're not going to know that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, that I'm going through something, but that I just enjoy having fun with you all. So just be that because that's helpful while your life's kind of mm-hmm. being all these things. Because I'll work through it eventually. And then I'll come back with lessons. I do. I frame it in a way that doesn't think it seems like a crisis per right. se. It's just something that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or an insight that I've learned about myself. But I also think that like, because you're saying just be fun. 
Yeah. But I don't think that that, like, that's not what you mean either fully. Because, like, when we're going through crises, like, is it fun to just talk about, like, the crisis? No. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, that, the word fun, like, the connotation behind it is just, like, light, bubbly, all of the things. Yeah. Like, that's not you. Yeah. Either. Yeah. No, for sure. It's not, like, all strictly only rowdy. Right. But it's, like, let's just just enjoy life. Like, let's just Mm -hmm. do life together. Like, don't make it complicated. Just do life. Do the day-to-day. Just don't ask me. I do random spurts, too, where I'll be, like, I'll come out and be, like, oh, I'm thinking about this thing. Yeah. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Don't answer it. I don't want to hear what you have to say. I'm just going to (laughs) leave. I feel like it's a lot of our differences in the way we process this is how how we process. Like, I don't know, like, you're very, very internal, and you're kind of a combination of you like I'm a Goldilocks always. <laughs> it just depends <laughs> yes, on the situation. Right. <laughs> and I'm like everything has to be verbal, like written down or visual. Like it has to all be out there. I, and I I do occasionally like to just sit with myself and then come out and be like I realized something. <laughs> but I always like end up wanting to share it, which I guess is why I should maybe start a blog. I did think of a name. And I'm not forgetting the name that I thought of. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the most anticlimactic that was so, sentiment. I, was, I thought that you were going to be like, but I'm not going to share it on here in case someone yeah. steals yeah. it. I think I'm, I'm not going to share it on here for sure. I wrote it down somewhere, and I can't. Way to keep the people wanting more. For real. I know. I know. And but, by people, I mean Lexi and me, too. Okay? <laughs> we are We people. are included in the people. Yeah. I'll let y'all know if I decide to start it. Um, but I was going to say that I... I used to kind of think that the way that I processed things was wrong or, like, me going through a crisis was just, I don't know. I just, like, I think I had so much doubt in myself and, like, my process and the way I communicated things. And more and more now I'm, like, I'm really grateful that we all process things differently and... I'm grateful for the way that I process things, too, because I'm, like, I have things to bring to the table because of that. just needed to say that because I'm, like... You need to externally process. Yeah, I need to that because, like, a year ago, Chelsea would have been, like, why don't I process things like Lexi and Lainey? Mm. Yeah. And I feel like at times, too, and especially because we live together, and Lainey's the nice in-between of the two of us, but yeah. Lainey doesn't live with us. Right. So I do think that, like, my energy really shocked you. Being yeah. like, nothing? You need nothing? Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm like, nothing. Mm. And if you wrong me, you're in the burn book. Like, you lose all oh. of the things. Um, And somebody was like, my, my, this is such an aside, but my boss was asking us a check-in question, and it was like, when was the last time somebody, like, you either did something petty to somebody else or you remember something petty being done to you. And I was like, I have a uh, Rolodex. <laughs> I was like, I was like, things that I will never forget that people have ever done to me. And they were so specific. They were like, your poor husband. I was like, indeed. Mm-hmm. I was like, come correct. Because I take something very tiny and I'm like, there's, it's never about the actual thing. It's always something mm-hmm. like way bigger behind it. But that's what I was going to say. Like, I think that grudges is a very interesting concept, and it's one that I remember in third grade, like, this girl said something to me, and I, like, still haven't forgotten it. Like, I don't see her any differently, but I'm, like, it's still up there, and my mom is, like, your heart is hardened, even if you don't realize it. Lee, I think that's a really great point, because 
when you are in this heightened time of your life where like mm-hmm. you're not sure you're still doing your because we like negated this whole point like we're still going to work that's right yeah. we're still on Living. somebody else's time clock paying bills to things you know you're still have this life and you're questioning all these things around it don't know what's next mm-hmm. there's all these looming deadlines information all that stuff which i think sometimes it's why it's easier to help with someone else's crisis than think about yours i don't mm-hmm. know if you feel that way oh very much so yeah and redirect <laughs> <laughs> but you do have to be mindful during those times what you let cement in your heart about it because it's like mm. you could become really resentful of everybody around you and be like you didn't show up for me when it was my time of need not realizing because I was also emotionally unavailable I didn't let anybody show up for me yeah and so you could walk away from that like with a negative perspective on something so you do have to be mindful that you're in this fragile time not fragile transformative let's mm. be intentional about our words um and evolving so it's I've been trying to think about it like how do you make space and room for the evolution of yourself? Um, Cause I'm with you on that. Like we could. Oh, I got a little list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not the same type of resentment that you experience. No, no, it's very, it's very different. Uh-huh. It's very, it's particular, but I think that that lends itself to just how complex this is. Like, and hopefully one of us, resonated with listeners mm-hmm. yeah we cover a lot of services I would say just in the way that we all process things per usual per usual and I think t- also what we're currently going through mm-hmm. like everybody's going through something and you can apply it to what we've talked about um but we're also we have also had crises in the past and have grown and have become who we are mm-hmm. and so we're excited to talk about that in our next episode Become your authentic soul. <laughs> Pave your own path, baby. <laughs> Tune in to Let's Make It Awkward next week to hear what Lainey, Lexi, and Chelsea are up to living their highlight reel. Yes. <laughs> we love a highlight reel. And we love you. Bye.